0: Hello, hello. We're so happy you've joined us for another Peters Children adventure. This one, The Peters Kids Suffer Disappointment, takes us along with Pearson and Penelope as they think of ways to earn extra money for something that they really, really, really want. They come up with some pretty crazy ideas for ways to earn money. So you'll be interested to find out if they reach their goal. As you listen, pay close attention. And if you hear a hymn title or a line from a hymn, be sure to send your answer to whimsywinds at gmail.com and if yours is the first email with the correct answer we receive we will send you a prize in last week's story Penelope Peters gets lost in the woods the hymn line was from the old hymn Be Thou My Vision but we didn't have a winner by the way if you haven't yet listened to Penelope Peters gets lost in the woods may I recommend that you go back and listen to it it's a terrific story, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Now it's time to listen to this week's adventure. The Peters' kids suffered disappointment. The Peters' children loved Bronzyland. The amusement park was world famous and had roller coasters and entertainment venues and games and themed foods. It was all so wonderful that Penelope and Pearson weren't sure what they loved the most. Each time they had gone to visit, and they had already gone twice in their young lives, their parents made an early tradition of stopping in at the Wagon Wheel restaurant for dinner. The Wagon Wheel was located in the western-themed part of the park, and after the Peters feasted on chicken strips, fries, and lemon-lime soda, they would walk to the nearby dessert shop and get Rice Krispie treats that had a layer of chocolate and colorful mini chocolate shell candies embedded in the top. Mmm, they were good! The decadent delight was as much a part of Bronzyland as the wet and wild log ride and the dark and silly animatronics of Buccaneers of the Gulf. Only about six hours away by car, Bronzyland was a magical place for children of all ages. The thing about Bronzyland, though, is that it was so expensive. Daddy and Mama Peters often reminded the children of how thankful they should be that they had gotten to go to Bronzyland, not once, but twice. When Penelope succumbed to jealousy because her classmates Bethany and Charlotte would go to Bronzyland every single year on their birthday, Mama Peters was quick to remind her to do as the Bible says and to be happy for those who are happy. Well don't you know that felt nearly impossible because Penelope dreamed of going to Bronzyland at least once a week and to have to listen to Bethany and Charlotte's overflowing joy all the time because they had either just been to Bronzyland, they were getting ready to go to Bronzyland again proved to be almost more than Penelope's little heart could handle. She tried to be happy for them. Honestly, she did, but it was just about impossible for her. However, at the beginning of the new year, Daddy and Mama Peters had a remarkably brilliant idea. If Pearson and Penelope wanted to go to Bronzyland so badly, perhaps they could find ways to earn money towards a visit. They wasted no time in brainstorming ways to earn extra money for their dream trip to Bronzyland. Penelope's first endeavor was to begin collecting rocks and selling them door-to-door. That idea didn't prove to be too successful, as it seemed that most in the neighborhood were not too interested in pea gravel, which is what she had mostly collected from the Peters landscaping. Next up was Pearson's idea of selling some of his creatures, which didn't fare any better than Penelope's rock-selling scheme. Pearson kept a collection of frogs and lizards, but when he took them out to sell to the neighborhood and opened up the critter's home, which was just a makeshift cage, well, it really wasn't a cage, but an old shoebox, the frog jumped out, followed by the lizard, and wreaked havoc on Mrs. Thomas's porch. Mrs. Thomas was so startled by the creatures that she shrieked so loud that Penelope nearly fell down the steps backwards as she screamed, Get those scrambled to catch the creatures, and only after Mrs. Thomas had slammed the door shut out of fear was he successful in extracting the frog from Mrs. Thomas's porch succulent garden. He didn't dare knock again, knowing he'd lost his first potential customer. Pearson and Penelope soon abandoned their first ideas on sales and sat down in their kitchen, feeling a little dejected by their lack of success. Mama Peters looked sympathetic and gave them a cup of milk and some carrots as she sat down between them. I've been thinking, she began. The children immediately looked up, a glimmer of hope and expectation springing into their eyes. What if you held a bake sale? I could make some of my pies, with your help, of course, and we could have brownies and cookies and even homemade lemonade. What do you think about that idea? Pearson and Penelope were not disappointed. What a grand idea. A bake sale was perfect. Mama Peter's was just about the best baker ever, at least in their minds. She often reminded them that a chef is only good when she is impassioned about the subject, and there was nothing that invigorated more fervor in Mama Peter's than good old-fashioned granulated sugar. Mama had acknowledged, more times than they could count, that if it weren't so unhealthy, she would eat chocolate cake for breakfast and double-fudge brownie ice cream for dinner. It was very obvious to the Peter's kids that Mama Sweet Tooth was something fierce, and that she indulged in treats far more than she allowed them to. It seemed like she would try to avoid their watchful gaze while she was eating a morsel or two. For example, earlier that morning, Penelope had galloped into the kitchen because she was certain she heard the crinkling of a wrapper. When she looked at Mama, who was suspiciously and quietly staring through the kitchen window, nothing seemed too unusual, except Mama didn't turn to greet her. So Penelope asked, what you thinking about, Mama? As Mama Peters turned toward her daughter, her face turned bright red and she looked as though she was trying to swallow a large bite of something or another. Penelope could hardly understand what Mama said because Mama's mouth was full and her answer was garbled. Sweetie, I'm not thinking about anything. Penelope spotted the telltale chocolate and caramel wrappers still in Mama's hand and knew exactly what she was munching on. Can I have one? Mama Peters seemed to anticipate Penelope's question and said, No, darling, these are Mama's special treats. Now go play. So when Mama Peters suggested a bake sale, Penelope and Pearson were over the moon with excitement. They immediately started painting signs with blue letters advertising their sale. They made plans to hold their first round of bake sales on Saturday morning, which was only two days away. They could hardly wait. At school the next day, Penelope and Pearson struggled to think about anything except for the bake sale the following day. It was tough to sit through math and science and writing and Latin. The only easy class that went too fast was P.E. It was in P.E. that Penelope and Pearson told their friends about their plans to host bake sales in order to raise money for Bronzyland. The other children were fascinated by their plans and bombarded them with questions. But Bethany and Charlotte asked Penelope why they needed to raise money instead of just having their parents pay. Penelope didn't quite know how to answer that one. So instead, she just said, I don't know, but it's super fun to have a bake sale. Their friends eagerly listened and offered suggestions about how to make lots of money from the sale. By the time school had out for the day, Penelope and Pearson had recruited at least 10 kids to come to the sale and buy some of their goods. Their Friday night was not spent in the usual way of eating dinner and hanging out while watching a movie or playing games, because Penelope and Pearson were immediately put to work after arriving home from school. They began putting together blackberry, lemon, chocolate, pecan, and apple pies. They made brownies with caramel in the middle, and chocolate-covered peanut butter balls, and oatmeal squares, and chocolate chip cookies. They even made a batch of English toffee. The kitchen looked like a disaster zone, and when Daddy Peters walked into the mess, ready for dinner, he looked askance, and in a less than enthusiastic voice asked, "'Is this really going to be worth all of the effort?' Mama Peters shot him a look that said, don't discourage us, dear. But Penelope and Pearson didn't even notice because they were deeply engrossed in rolling cookies. Nevertheless, Daddy Peters wanted to be an encourager and quickly added, I'm going to go pick up dinner for all of you hardworking bakers. After many hours spent in the kitchen, the baking was finished and the Peters children were fast asleep in their beds. Mama Peters finished cleaning up the kitchen and she and Daddy Peter set up folding tables in the driveway and covered them with fresh white linens. They hung the signs the children had made and then called it a good night. The Peters family, all tucked away in bed, slept soundly that night. Saturday morning, typically a day of leisure and sleeping in, was nothing of the sort. The Peters house was abuzz with excitement as the whole family pitched in to eat a quick breakfast and clean up before the bake sale at 8 a.m., Penelope was so nervous and excited that she could hardly concentrate on eating her Cheerios. They set out the tantalizing desserts on the tables and waited for customers to begin arriving. Their house was located about midway down the street. At the end of it was a cul-de-sac with a walk-through to the park. There was normally a lot of foot traffic, especially of children eager to play at the park's playground. The Peters had high hopes for a successful bake sale. The first 15 minutes of the sale proved to be the opposite, though. A few people passed by and nodded their heads, but didn't even stop to examine the wares. Pearson began to grow discouraged. Daddy Peters encouraged the children to be aggressive in their advertising. That meant they began to chant, bake sale, get your baked goods. Their advertising worked. Before they knew it, most of the neighborhood began arriving, buying brownies for 50 cents, cookies for a quarter, slices of pie for a dollar, and lemonade for 50 cents. It was fantastic! Not only did the customers buy the sweet treats, but most of them even tipped the children. Some would give as much as $20 and tell the children to keep the change, which was like $15! It was nearly impossible for Penelope not to keep counting their money. Every time somebody bought something, she would open up the little shoebox, not the same shoebox the critters had been kept in, and begin to count. Daddy Peters warned her not to do that, telling her it was not appropriate to count money in front of people. Plus, he noted, it appeared greedy. The sale didn't end at lunchtime, as the children had anticipated. There were more and more customers filtering in and out and cleaning out the supplies. The Peters were as happy as clams at high tide. When the baked goods had finally run out around three, the Peters took everything down and stored it all away until the next sale. They counted their money. And found that they had made $165. Mama Peters had agreed with the children to take some of the money to pay for the ingredients. Even after paying Mama, the Peters children were able to put $130 into the jar on the counter that they labeled Bronzyland Fund. The Peters family hosted eight more bake sales for a total of nine during the spring and throughout the summer. After paying Mama for the ingredients, their profit was $951.63. If truth be told, they should have given Mama Peters a bigger cut because it was her baking that drew in so many repeat customers. But though they made Mama Peters a half-hearted offer of a bigger cut of the profits, she happily refused and simply reminded them to give thanks to God for his provision. With the bake sales behind them, the Peters family began planning a fall vacation to Bronzyland. They decided on the week after Labor Day. They figured it wouldn't be as crowded with kids having gone back to school in mid-August. They would arrange to take Pearson and Penelope out of school and spend four days on their Bronze land vacation. It would be so exciting! The Peters children began counting down the days and were given little calendars that they hung up in their rooms so they could X off each of the passing days. Penelope and Pearson took every opportunity to talk to their friends and classmates about Bronzyland. They devised a Bronzyland plan, and based on the advice of their classmates, they drew a map of Bronzyland in their journals and put numbers by each of the rides that represented the order in which they would ride them. Almost everyone suggested that they should go first to Galaxy Mountain so that they could avoid the long lines later in the day. They continued to X off days on their calendars until it was finally Sunday, the day before they were slated to leave. As they did almost every Sunday, they went to church and enjoyed the worship. They listened as they heard that Jesus paid it all, and Mama and Daddy Peter spent the better part of lunch talking about what that meant for them. It meant that the Peter's children and all who would believe didn't have to pay for their sins because Jesus sacrificed his life to pay for them. Pearson reflected on the fact that his debt had been paid in full. That was truly amazing. The Peters finished their meal, and the children went off to play in the yard while Daddy Peters snoozed on the couch, and Mama Peters began packing the children's bag. After playing for a few minutes, Penelope went back inside to give Mama a helping hand, because packing for Bronzyland made it all the more exciting. She neatly packed four shirts, four pairs of shorts, A sweatshirt, in hopes that they would stay late and watch the fireworks at Bronzyland, four pairs of socks, the same number of undies, her blue high top converse, and her Bible and prayer journal. She asked Mama if she could also take Sally, her doll that she'd had since she was a baby. Mama nodded her approval, and soon Penelope's bag was packed. At almost the same moment that Penelope finished zipping her bulging bag, Pearson came into the room and remarked, My belly hurts. Mama and Penelope looked up and noticed his pallor. He didn't look so good. Mama Peters put her hand on his forehead. You don't feel warm, but you're sweating, and you feel a bit clammy. Do you think you ate too much pie after lunch? I don't know. I just don't feel so good. We're going to keep packing, so go ahead and lie down, Mama instructed. Pearson left the room, and Mama and Penelope began to pack Pearson's bag. As they took some clothes from his dresser drawers, they heard a very fast footfall in the hallway. Then they heard the telltale signs of the lifting of the toilet seat, followed by some pretty loud gagging. (coughs) Mama Peters rushed to the bathroom where Pearson was on his knees throwing up. Yuck! Gross! She put her hand on his back and Penelope stood at the bathroom door. Pearson, are you sick? Penelope asked. Penelope please go i don't want you getting these germs mama pointed penelope in the direction of the hallway and she obediently walked out she sure hoped this passed quickly and didn't ruin their trip to bronzyland it was only about 20 minutes later though before daddy peter's complained of belly pain and it was an hour after that when he began throwing up pearson and daddy took turns throughout the evening throwing up and lying down throwing up and lying down mama peter's tended to them with care and compassion Penelope helped too, but she was doing it selfishly, hoping that, by caring for them, she could hasten the healing so that their trip to Bronzyland would not be ruined. At least 10 times, Penelope asked Mama Peters about the fate of their vacation to Bronzyland. Mama Peters grew impatient and finally exclaimed, Penelope! Not another word about it! You're being selfish! We'll see how everyone is in the morning. Penelope knew that what Mama had said was true and hushed up. The morning did come after a long, long night. During the night, it had been Mama and Penelope's turn to be sick. The whole family found themselves taking turns in the two bathrooms all night long. After they all had awakened just after 8 a.m., the vomiting subsided, but the exhausted four could only manage to plop on the living room couch and chairs, where they drifted in and out of sleep. The children realized their Bronzyland trip was not going to happen and they began to complain to Mama and Daddy. Why do we have to get sick now? Pearson moaned. We worked so hard to get to go. This is terrible. Penelope whined, summoning up all of the energy she had. It had to be that someone brought the sickness to church yesterday. That was so inconsiderate. I'll bet you, I'll bet you it was that Ari Sanders. He's always got some sickness he's spreading. He's the worst, Pearson muttered. Well, why did you have to sit by him in class? That was your fault, Pearson. Now we're all sick, and our lives are ruined, Penelope said accusingly, even though she was struggling to speak. It's not my fault. How could I have known that he probably had the throw-up bug? Well, you should just assume he's always sick. Never sit by him, Penelope sounded downright bossy. But he's my friend, Pearson retorted. It was then that Daddy Peter spoke up from his horizontal position on the couch. He spoke with vigor despite his appearance. Enough! You children are blaming one another for what God has planned. Daddy. How could God plan this? Isn't that just so mean? Penelope asked, genuinely concerned. Pen, the Bible tells us that God's plans are for our good and his glory. I think I'm surprised by how disappointed I am myself that we can't go to Bronzyland. I'm not going to make any promises that we will go anytime soon, but we can try to go at the next opportunity but don't take comfort in that, because we should all be happy even if we never go again, because the Bible tells us, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will concerning you. He swallowed hard. It also tells us that we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love Him. It's okay to be sad for a moment, but we must rejoice that our good God chose this plan for our good. Daddy continued to speak despite feeling lousy. Plus, you have absolutely no evidence that Ari got us sick. So when you blame Ari, remember that it's really God you're blaming because God is the one who caused it. Penelope and Pearson looked chagrined. They were ashamed of themselves. They had blamed one another and been angry about their ruined plans. It was nearly impossible to give thanks. But they recalled what Mama Peters had taught them. That even when we don't feel like doing right, God is honored when we do it anyway. Together, the four of them gave thanks for God's plan, and in a short time, Pearson and Penelope began to understand that for whatever reason, God didn't want them to go to Bronzyland at that time, and that they didn't have to know why. They learned that they didn't need to understand God's plan to rejoice in it. It sure wasn't easy, but over the next several days, they grew in their knowledge of God and were able to worship Him despite their disappointment and missing school and eating lots of ice cream went a long way in helping to perk up their spirits as they started to feel better hopefully they would go to Bronzyland soon enough but even if they didn't they knew their job was simply to be content in god's plan in whatever it was Pearson did though find a way to ask Ari if he'd been sick the week before Ari said he couldn't remember and asked why Pearson answered oh It doesn't matter anyway, this is God's will for me. And he and Ari played football together in the backyard. Well, guess what? The Peters did end up having to wait until December to make their trip to Bronzyland. But it turned out even better than they had planned originally. The park was entirely covered in Christmas decorations and the food was even more festive. The Rice Krispie treats that were covered in chocolate were also covered in red and green shelled chocolate candies. It was like a winter wonderland without the snow. Pearson and Penelope were even more thankful because they had learned to wait patiently for God's plan. Hey again, everyone. This is Grandmom's Corner. Boy, oh boy, was that a good story. Disappointment is hard to take at times, particularly when you have a family vacation planned. My youngest daughter was a senior in high school when she got sick at a famous amusement park, like Bronzyland, and spent most of her time there at the nurse's station lying down. I felt so bad for her, and I grumbled too about my daughter's senior trip being ruined. I knew it was God's plan for her and for me, but it was so hard to give thanks. I was embarrassed about my complaining, but God is gracious and merciful. So as it says in 1 John 1, 9, I confessed my sin of griping to God. Let's take a second to read that verse together. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, if you gripe today or sometime this week, remember, confess your sins to a faithful God who will forgive you and cleanse you. And that's not good news. It's great news. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.